number one, we need to define the difference between rich and wealthy. It's a conversation I even have with people every day. How long will the amount of money you have in your bank account last you at your current lifestyle? That's how rich you are. Wealthy is, what will you lose? After you've lost the money, how much will your lifestyle change? So think about that. For example, I could lose, I'm not, ca- I'm not cash rich, you know, I, I tell people I'm cash poor, but asset rich. So if I lost all the money in my bank account, um, I lose some time, maybe like a year or so um, of living the current lifestyle that a guy funds. But once I've lost the money, it's not like my life will really change. Back to season two of the Money Trees Network podcast. I'm your host Edgar Kaba, joined by co-host JJ Kinyanzui, and uh, thank you to everyone who listened to season two's pilot. Yeah, we were thankful for that. And uh, if you're new, please stick around for today's very special guest. We're going to be having uh, Eugene today, Eugene Igara. Uh, Eugene is the co-founder of Imagineering Africa and the founder of Booming Group, and he's a student in uni. He imagine engineering Africa deals in internet solutions and booming group deals with problem solving. Welcome, welcome. All right, thank you guys. Um, for those guys who don't know, I was me and JJ and Elga had a podcast like I don't know three four months ago as well. So it's not my first time back. Feels good to be back. I think the last time I was the one interviewing them. Um, that time we were filming a series called Void, and yeah, we had a good time just talking about African economies and. You know, just in general, the future. You know, so yeah, happy yeah. to be back. Yeah, thanks for coming back, bro. Uh, so today's topic, we're gonna talk about real estate, like a really huge topic in this country. And uh, just to start off, like, uh, how did you get into real estate uh, at such a young age? Um. So real estate. Now that one, this story is going to sound like mm-hmm. a joke, but I actually entered into this thing as a joke. But just just a bit of oversight before this. Um, I think I've always been attracted to real estate. I've just never been really focused on it. You know, my family's been doing real estate since I was born. So, you know, it's always been in my day-to-day life, mm-hmm. you know. But I've never actually wanted to take uh, my own look into, you know, what is really going on and what's going on. But, yeah, um, so last year, um, around May, um, we, were, we were selling we were selling routers and doing internet stuff and obviously that was making a bit of cash so you know mm-hmm. me and my partner malcolm were just you know at that point we make a lot of cash so we just we bought new phones we bought new cars we bought new we bought new everything you know mm-hmm. and at that point i i we're just we are just um we're just we're just at some car wash and you know obviously when you meet wealthier people there's a certain reputation they live in your head, you know? Yeah. So at that point, we were yeah. all about materialistic things, you know? We need to have the most expensive this brand. I don't know who was, you know, actually making investments. And we actually met our hedge fund manager who was telling us, you know, you have to invest for your future and all this other stuff. So I remember as we were going home that day, it was like two, three o'clock, we saw some building in Kinalesha, new apartments. And we're like, okay, let's actually just enter and see how it's looking. And we came out and we said, we have to buy some properties mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. It was that quick because 
as we were talking to the guy who's been in the building, it is not, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you just, it's not, it doesn't even about actually the investment side, you know. Other, yeah. You know, other guys could buy phones, other guys could buy cars, but now this is now the next level. Yeah. You know, you have yeah. to get a property. And, you know, that one we were in was really amazing and it really sold us, but that's not the one which we ended up living in and, then, and buying and all that stuff. But yeah, and since that day, I guess I went home and I started looking at just, you know, not just the money I'm making now, but how can I make more money in the future? How can I set myself up to make stress-free money? Yeah. So as I, I don't even call stress stress-free money, but just, you know, you guys get what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's how we go. That's how we started in the beginning. It was a complete joke, but now it's it's not a joke anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> End of story. That's good. Oh, okay. Um, and you want to dive deeper. So, like, what do you look for in a property? Like, like that property that you saw before, yeah? What What did you see that made you want to get it? Okay, that was the first time that I was, like, okay, that was actually my second time in a property looking to buy. So, um, for me, it was the fit and finish of the interior. It had really nice finishing, a lot of marble, a lot of light surfaces. And then just how how big mm-hmm. the space is and how not, you know you know how you can allocate space. You can have a yeah you can have a big space and make it look small and you can have a small space and look it make yeah. it look big. Yeah. You know? So design was also it was a very modern design for me. Um a lot of big glass panels, a lot of light entering the house, natural light. Um and the unit was so was furnished, so it was furnished to a really minimal standard, which I also really liked. So that's what really sold me. And then um, you know, it had a pool. Um, and I remember the price was really cheap. It was like seventeen million for KES for three bedroom, three point five bedroom in Kilalesha. In Kilalesha. Oh. oh no, it was actually less than fifteen million because it was still being built, but we were in the oh. show house. So and you know, and then it also had a play area, you know, rooftop and some rest not really a restaurant, like a lounge for the members and stuff like that. So that's what really sold me. But oh, um, okay. today, if you ask me if I'll buy that property, I will not. Why is that? Because really, because as you can see, that was my, as I told you, this was the first time I went to buy. It. So a lot of the things that were yeah. there really sold me. But when I went to when I went to take now, because I went to my I went to my mom. So you know how she's been dealing in this kind of stuff. She's now you see the 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 things I look for versus what a real real estate person looks at completely different. Mm. Yeah, you know, first of all. Property was too close to the road, so you wouldn't get any tenants. Um, it was it was on the second floor, so a lot of dust was coming in from because it was literally on the road in Kilalesho next to some stage, um, and then, you know, so it was built by some. I guess the finish was really good for me, but for other people, the finishing was horrible because it was um a lot of substituted Chinese finished products. You know, when you're building, you know, a lot of nice buildings use Turkish interiors. Stuff like that. These guys are using cheap Chinese plastic polished, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, it'll make weird sounds when you touch stuff. Um, it'll feel too light, too heavy, yeah. you know. And just even now, when you go into the bedrooms, just how the space was allocated there was not, there was a bigger bathroom than the bedroom, which really what? didn't make any sense for me. It was really feeling really cramped. So, <laughs> uh, now going to now a property which now I actually found myself liking and purchasing. It was, it was much bigger in a much better area in a much more secluded place. So it was number one, it was quiet. Number two, it was secluded, and number three, 
um, it was the next to a road. Win, win, win. Number four, it was built in a in a building that was nominated for top five designs of 2018. Um, number five, it has some. It had a gym amenity on the rooftop. It had a lounge on the rooftop, and it had a swimming pool at the rooftop. So all these things, not even not even if you're buying to live, if you're buying to rent out, you're going to check, you're going to get higher rent. So the rent in Kenya is around seven hundred fifty dollars a month. Westlands about two thousand dollars a month. Wow! So you can see if you buy to rent, where would you want to uh-huh. be? Mm-hmm. You see, nice finish. And even now, now the property, which now the second property is about two thousand five hundred square feet. It's a two bedroom house, and they were selling in Kilimanjaro. The property is about a thousand nine hundred square feet, and it's a three bedroom. So how do you have a two bedroom uh-huh. that's bigger than a three bedroom? Yeah, you, yeah. you see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, so yeah, that's what you need to. If you're buying to, don't even buy, don't even buy it. I'm buying this house because I like it. You have to buy it because the area it's in is going to give you a tenant mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not at you know the kind of tenants who come and leave every month, every but you need a consistent tenant, someone who's there for a year or even more. And these are the kind of people who are looking to live in such areas. So you'll ask yourself most one question you should be asking yourself if you're looking at property is, will they want to live here? Like on a rental basis, not just on a purchase basis. So if you're not, then probably don't really buy it there. But yeah. Okay. Um that's really interesting. Um, it seems the insights for like beginners is really different. Because yeah, if you told me about the first house, I would have bought it on the spot. But <laughs> now after <laughs> now after after you said all of that, like it, there's really a lot of insight that goes into this. Yeah. And so um, you know, you know, I mean, yeah. one thing which is actually essential is you need to start looking at it as a proper business, not just at the, an investment. It's actually a business. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where that's where the people who truly run big real estate companies and small real estate that's the biggest mind shift. People people focused on margin. You know, most people don't really talk about margins in real estate. Just talk about your returns over ten years, but you know, guys are here setting KPIs for buildings. You'll think that people will in mind five to six empty tenants, but that's lost revenue. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, so it's completely different. People need to adopt a whole new mindset. But I mean that's at scale. You know, real estate can be done at a small scale and at a big scale. Um mm. and in both spins in both sectors there's there's money to be made, but you also have to be very you have to be very patient. You know, in Kenya, it's a real estate bubble. Yeah, mm, yeah. I don't know if you guys are aware. So, so there's, uh-huh. um, I was just about to ask you why real estate is such a big thing in this country. Like, why everyone talks about it? Why it's so present in daily life? Like, why is it so, I mean, so just out there? Okay, so... Um... I think even just let's let's just look back two years ago. Especially, I think I, the reason why it's catching out of traction now before is just coronavirus. Guys mm-hmm. have been at home, and people are looking for yeah. ways to make money. And they, I've been seeing even me everywhere on the internet. I go, I always see people just doing on TikTok, whatever real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and. You know, so everyone is always thinking, yeah, 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 there's money to be made in real estate. And you see, you see these guys are making a lot of money. So everyone thinks there's a lot of money to be made in real estate, mm. which is, uh, 
I guess is a is a half truth. But at the most common basis, real estate is important because it's a pillar of the economy. Yeah, it's, a, it's not even a pillar of the economy. If you, if you get economics, it's a pillar of society. People have to be inside at night. They have to have somewhere where they can chill, where they can call their own their own oh, place, yeah. their own vibes, everything. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, people have to have shelter. And as long as they're employed people. Yeah, of course they will have to spend. They're major, literally, it's like spending on groceries. It's a must. No matter how broke you are, you have to you have to eat. No matter how broke you are, you'll have to be in shelter. Those are the two things. You can you can sell your car, you cannot drive it, but you cannot leave your house. That's true. So a lot of the so people honestly. So what now? Why there's a lot of popularities? Okay, yeah, they'll see there'll always be demand for housing. Then I guess let me. Let me get into housing so I can rent out and I guess capitalize on that future demand that's coming up. Mm. Mm. And yeah, so that's why it's really, it's really cut off because it's just everyone is looking at it as a way to make a bit of money. But um, another thing I also realized is guys just think you can buy a house anywhere and rent it out and you make some money. In in a typical situation, um, obviously, now this is let's say how normal people get into real estate. People will go and get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a mortgage type that's called buy to rent. You go to the bank and you tell them, I want to buy to rent mortgage. So it means you're going to buy the property to rent it out. The property is like, I don't know, $250,000, 15 year mortgage. Um, let's do some guesswork, maybe $700 a month in mortgage payments. You charge $2,000 a month for the rent, it pays for the interest, and you keep making money off the property like that. Yeah. That's what. That's how most people will do because of debt. But especially in Kenya, because of the of the real estate bubble, not even the bubble. There's just too much. There's more supply of housing than there is demand. So you know, you have to, this. I'm saying you have to be careful about where your property is. So you'll be surprised in a place like Kilalesho, you have like sixty, seventy percent occupancy of a building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're having sixty, seventy percent occupancy, let's say you bought one property. You have six months of the year or seven months of the year occupied. The rest are unoccupied. You charge $2,000 a month for seven months. That's $14,000. What's um, 250000 divided by 15? 250000 divided by 15. Yeah. Um, that's going to give you 16670 Okay, so for the year... Yeah, that's that's how much you have to pay back in interest for the year sixteen thousand dollars. You build your apartment has only made fourteen thousand. Mm. Has it made sense? No, You've yeah, lost money. Lost. You've lost. Um not only so then let's go to now an area like South B. You at South B you have ninety to ninety five. No, this is ninety percent mm-hmm. occupancy. Um you charge, I guess like $200 a month in rent. Uh, let's say the, the mortgage is like $30,000 over 10 years. So you end up charging to save you 200 times, what's 200 times 12? Not a mathematician. Yeah. 2,400. 2, 2,400. Yeah. The mortgage is 3,000. The mortgage is 3,000. Yeah. I'd say if the property is worth less, so make the mortgage about... 20,000. Not 20,000. Yeah, 20,000 the whole mortgage over 15 years. What's 20,000 over 15? Oh. Not even. Leave it at 30,000 over 15 years. 
Okay. So that's two thousand there. So that's two thousand. So you made four hundred dollars. Not bad. Mm-hmm. And but certainly way better than the guy in the other place who has taken a higher mortgage to lose his money. Yeah. And the yeah. only reason for that is because in real estate in Kenya, the money is not in these high end areas. The money is in the middle, oh. in the middle class. Yeah. And that's truly that's facts. That's facts. Anybody you yeah. see anybody who's building these nice property in the high end areas is not buying to rent, they're the building to sell. Higher margins, higher ways to make money. But yeah, so, um and that's it. End of story. But if you're lucky and you're like a few people I know like me who have no debts, then if you can make if you can actually buy property with cash, then it'll make sense to do it in these high end areas because it's just countless money you can pass on to your kids, your kids' kids and all this other stuff. True. And yeah. Okay. Um I think you are already started talking about it, but what exactly is the real estate bubble in Kenya? Um, real estate bubble is just more supply than there is demand. And not in this, like the P, there are actually more buildings. There's more um, square footage coming up than there is demand for it. Mm-hmm. So as long as there's a, a gap like that, um, at some point, prices will crash. The prices did crash last year, actually. Yeah, I don't know by twenty thirty percent. So I I don't know why. You know, maybe it's you guys. You know, see in China, you've seen how they basically in some countries they build infrastructure for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you take you take a hit in the in the short term, the next ten years. You let's say you build a whole city right now, it stays empty for the next ten years, makes no money, all that other stuff. But in ten years, when it's ready to be used, the economic value is going to contribute might be ten times of what you've lost. So it's an interesting trade-off, and I don't know if that's what a lot of guys are doing in Nairobi, or if it's or if guys are just comfortable with the real estate bubble. But also, it's also because people can't access mortgages, bro. It's actually quite hard to get a mortgage, even if you have the cash to prove you have the mortgage. Mm-hmm. They still not give it to you. Secondly, unemployment. You know, yeah. and the high taxes in Kenya. You know, in Kenya, people don't realize like we do actually have extremely high taxes. On most things, it's not even in Kenya and Africa. It's an African thing. It's it it's cl- it's clauses brought by the IMF and all these other guys. I don't know why. So we have less less money in our pockets to spend, less money to finance debt, less things to do. See, you get yeah. Most people yeah. would rather will just say ah, uh, maybe I might never be able to buy a house, you know. And if 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 if. The whole point of building for the future is that in the future people will get rich and will be able to buy mm-hmm. the property. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, there's just supply that's just sitting there. And those wasted economic resources, number one. And number two, I, the guys who are buying them are going to sell at a loss. So I really don't know. But it might be fixed. Probably mm-hmm. should be fixed. Mm-hmm. Actually, it, it actually will be fixed. This is how it's, it's actually being fixed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this works very good for big businesses, big even individuals. They have a lot of capital. Go scoop all this real estate for cheap. That's what a lot of people are doing. They're scooping buildings mm. for cheap, um, office buildings for cheap, residential buildings for cheap, and just holding them because they can afford to hold them. Um, and then oh, in the next uh, 10 years, when yeah. things have recovered, mm-hmm. the story is over. <laughs> yeah. And I have a question, yeah? So what mm-hmm. steps should like the youth 
like us here, yeah, take in securing sustainable income to become wealthy and not rich. Okay, so number one, we need to define the difference between rich and wealthy. It's a conversation I even have with people every day. How long will the amount of money you have in your bank account last you at your current lifestyle? That's how rich you are. Mm-hmm. Wealthy is, what will you lose after you've lost the money? How much will your lifestyle change? Wow. Yeah. So think about that. That's deep. For example, deep. I could lose, I'm not, ca- I'm not cash rich, you know, I, I tell people I'm cash poor, but asset rich. So if I lost all the money in my bank account, um, I lose some time, maybe like a year or so. Um, of living the current lifestyle that a guy funds, but once I've lost the money, it's not like my life will really change. I, you know, I live in. You own the property you live in. You own the car you drive. I might. I'll probably stop driving the car, but I won't. I'll still be living where I'm living. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. yeah. And. And I'll move out and rent it and get some income and I'll be able to continue living the lifestyle. And that's the end of the story. So I don't know, like funding funding such things is especially for young people, I guess, mm. patience, you know. Um this business of everyone looking for oh fifty, a hundred percent gains, I don't know what you will find it unrealistic. Real estate returns twelve percent per annum, twelve percent a year. In traditional mortgage based whatever's 15 20 percent if you're lucky so let's say you invest a thousand dollars 12 percent what's that 120 dollars oh, in a year you've made 120 dollars you have to be comfortable with that it's not a lot but you take at least you've made something and that's what you should expect when you first get into real estate but you see the real estate it's not really about getting wealthy tomorrow or today it's about getting wealthy in 20 30 years because the power of compounding, that $120 in 30 years of the power of compounding, I wouldn't be surprised if it's at least $500,000. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's, and it's yeah. and the second thing is it's also appreciating in value. So if you also want, this is one thing billionaires do. I don't know if people, you know, do you ever understand, do you guys ever think that billionaires have cash sitting, just their net worth just sitting in cash? No way. No way. This is this is exactly why a lot of people buy yachts. So this is what you do: you buy a yacht. Say it costs two billion. You go to the bank. You tell them, "Okay, look, I want a line of credit worth my yacht," and they will give it to you. They'll give you a two billion line of credit. The the payment credits, the uh, the the interest fees payable by the businesses you run. And that's the end of the story. You can keep doing that with as many big assets as you have to get unlimited credit. Unlimited credit as long as you can, as long as you have the cash flow to pay off the interest. So that's one thing you can do with your assets. You just don't have, you just don't have to stay there. You use them to finance some things. Um, and then the best thing is you can pass them off to your children, children's children and all that. It's money that's going to keep being keep getting with unless the building gets bombed or something. Mm-hmm. True. Or you sell it. And yeah. Um, property is hard. That's one thing I can say. Especially getting in as a young person is quite hard. Um, go with some grant card on. Guys need to go watch some Grant Cardone. That I don't know if you guys know Grant Cardone. Nah, no, no. Damn, <laughs> you need to go to YouTube right now and watch him. Him is now an American guy who does real estate, and uh-huh. yeah, now him is like you know building like hundreds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a billionaire, mm-hmm. so you know he can teach you a lot about just not just real estate in general. 
and the attitude you need to have and the steps you need to take. But you know him, his real estate is more of using a lot of debt to finance that and then paying off the interest using the properties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do, you feel, do you feel billionaires like Donald Trump use the same methods using the debt? Yeah. That's why a lot of people buy yachts, they buy art, they buy, um, what else do they buy? They buy skyscrapers. Um, debt is a billionaire's best friend because as long as he has the cash flow from his businesses to pay off the interest, it's free money. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's free money. Yeah, it like it's free money. <laughs> 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 he buys a jet. Uses, you know, when he's not using it, he rents it out. Uses that to pay the interest fee. He has free money. Genius. And you know, you also have to understand how. You know, okay, I'll recommend you also take guys take a bigger deal understanding to how money truly works, mm. so you can make the best um, rewards. And yeah, but you see, also another thing is guys. A lot of guys get into real estate just not that he has a business. Some guys just want to have a home, you know, stuff like that. And for the guys who are doing that, um, all I can say is just make sure you have, you're in a good area and the rest is up to you because it's your house at the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. End of story. So, um, aside from real estate, since it's really difficult, what would you say are your other top three investments? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, that's interesting. I haven't looked at anything in such a long time, <laughs> you know, because there's a point in, in your life where you realize you only need is one thing, and if you focus on that one thing, you really like yeah. really don't really matter. Like, I don't look at anything else other than real estate. I know most of my other friends trade, they do crypto, all this other stuff. Me, I just stay to my lane because you, you guys know Narendra Raval. You, you know what? You know Narendra Raval. No. Anyways, again, on some company called Devkin, Kenya, the biggest. They supply 60% of Kenya's steel. So I met him and he told me he uh-huh. only focuses on one thing. Uh-huh. His, 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 his raw materials and his land. Never want to hear any other story, which is, I guess, acceptable. I mean, it's worth like 400, 500 million dollars. So uh, he really knows what he's talking about. You guys, I'll send you, I'll send you the thing you watch after this. But I, I think what guys should do is there are a lot of opportunities in Kenya. I guess entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is an investment I will, I will put forward. Um, there are a lot of products that can be a lot of problems that can be solved with products that people can make in Kenya even produce and stuff like that so I'll add some people to look into that um, yeah. number two I'll say um, hmm, probably learn how to code technology Coding. is also an investment here okay. um, you know skills investing in yourself as a skill is probably worth more in the long run than anything else I know a guy, I saw a guy on LinkedIn, him, he taught himself how to program. And now, that was eight years ago in Nigeria. Now he's been hired by Facebook. Taught okay, himself okay. how to do it. Other from Nigeria, some programmer oh. who taught himself. The program is actually a very profitable skill because you can go on, you can go on an app like Fiverr and sell off your skill, create some apps, yeah. make some money. Um, another one I will say is probably become a hacker and go do ethical hacking for companies. You can make a lot mm. of money. Yeah. 
you know so monetize monetize a skill monetize a skill and the last investment um hmm. okay this is probably a bit contradictory but buy some crypto and just hold it <laughs> like no cap like you know i'm not mm. doing it personally mm. if you can handle the the risks involved like just buy and hold forever like for the next 20 years mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you don't regret it end of story okay yeah and um back back on uh, real estate like what what are your long-term goals in the real estate industry Um, hmm. for me um, it's to it's to it's to you guys always seen that quote for you know you do, you don't want money to be rich you need you want money so you can have yeah. the freedom of life yeah. to be free so that's yeah. that's my goal in real estate too to have that kind of just um, passive income that allows you to be free mm-hmm. with life. Yeah, yeah. You know, so looking into building some buildings because that's where it's really at. Um, some maybe get into some office buildings, but yeah, owning more than just like a few units, owning like 10 units in a building, that kind of stuff is the kind of goal which I'm trying to move forward to. Great. That's great, man. Oh, wow, that's that, that was good. really insightful, man. I I really learned yeah. a lot today. Me too. Um, no, for all the listeners, I'm sure everyone has learned something new. We certainly have. Um, thanks to Eugene for taking time out of his day to come to Money Trees and record an episode with us. As we said, it's not his first time here. We've recorded, this is the third time of recording with him. Uh, one time on the Where We Headed episode and we did another episode on the Void podcast that he did uh, some time back. So uh, it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good time. This one's always fire. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, anytime always, hit me up, I'll pull up for another one. Yeah, we're always looking uh, forward to having you. Uh, cheers, my guys. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, also uh, make sure you check out uh, his Saga Booz live every Thursday from uh, 9 p.m. Yeah, 9 p.m. Yeah. You know, so Saga Buzz, for you guys who don't know, is a clubhouse type app, so audio spaces. So, you know, it's basically like live podcasts. So, you know, come interact, have some fun. And yeah, sagabuzz.com, end of story. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Money Trees Network podcast. See you on the next episode. And if you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a five-star rating. It'll really help us grow our reach. Mm-hmm.